We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so let's reset here. Pick 16 to the Utah Jazz was Keontae George. 17, it was uh, RC's favorite pick of the night. Jalen Hood Shafino going to the Lakers. 18, my favorite pick of the night. Jaime Jaquez going to the Heat. 19, Tio's favorite pick of the night. AirPods going to the Golden State Warriors. And pick 20 was uh, was Cam Whitmore going to the Houston Rockets. And now we have back-to-back picks for the Brooklyn Nets BKNY, first one is in. It is Noah Clowney from Alabama. Clowney. Love this dude, T.O. I know you love him too. Break him down. He's a good player. Long, athletic, bouncy. I thought his player comparison was somebody that already plays for the Nets. And that was Nick Claxton. Just both really long-limbed guys that would be able to alter shots. And Clowney is going to be able to put on some weight. He also has the ability to knock down shots, a true stretch four, potential five, depending on which team the Brooklyn Nets are playing. Uh, he's got a lot of upside. It's, this is an upside pick without a doubt, but a lot of defensive upside on top of that. RC? I like it. I mean, I like the pick. I mean, he, like, like Teo just said, he's he's going to play more of a stretch big. Uh, I mean, they, they've shown with Nicholas Claxton. I don't know if he's up for a payday yet. And, you know, they, this was a team that lacked depth. I mean, they were in transition, so – you know, this is a unique draft in some aspect. Usually this late in the draft with these with these with these numbers, you're usually involved in the playoff team. Brooklyn ain't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a young guy, you're getting drafted, this might be an ideal spot to be able to find some playing time. Whereas, you know, usually you're talking the late year, you, you start getting into the early twenties. You're talking about, you know, teams is probably second round draft pick team. I mean, second round NBA playoff teams. No. Oh. You're looking at guys that are going to do well after you know a couple of years on two ways. Yeah, sitting there, really G go. League like, automatically going G League. I don't know. Usually, some of these guys, as we get further down, you know, you're thinking G League. I think in this in in, in this case, you know, you can you can be a rotational guy and get up some playing time in Brooklyn. Yeah. So I think the the thing that I really like about Noah Clowney is what he can be in three years. Like you're when you're if you're drafting yeah. Clowney here, you're not you're not drafting. Clowney to be someone that's going to step in and play right away. Like one, he hasn't turned 19 years old yet. Like no. he's one of the youngest people in this draft. Um, two, he's incredibly raw, but you yeah. can see the potential there. He shot 29% from three. TO, you go watch a shot, stroke looks pretty good. Yeah, right. It's not broken. Yep. He is a guy. I, I've that, seen that shot. In, I've seen seen that shot in person. Like it, it's it, it's he, not he, could, he like, could turn into a good he could turn into a good shooter by the time it's all said and done. He is a guy that could space the floor as a shooter. He's also a very good athlete, can space the floor as a as a as a lob threat at the rim. He is a guy that is a weak side shot blocker, is somebody that can protect the rim. He's 6'10. He's got a seven foot three wingspan. He could jump. He's also someone where if you go watch the the Alabama film, like he can switch out on the guards. He can move his yeah. feet. Now he'll get blown by once in a while. He still hasn't quite figured out exactly how to be able to like sit in a stance and defend but there's flashes there you can see it and you can say this dude is 18 years old and when he figures it out he will be like the quintessential three and d floor spacing do it all kind of a you know your fifth option offensively but a guy that could average 12 points six boards couple blocks make a couple threes 
I love it. I, I love Noah Clowney. I think he's such good value in this range if you're willing to wait like two to three years for him. The upside right, is high. Upside yeah, upside is high. high. From right up the road from uh, where the field of 68 had their first game. Uh, we had it in Greenville. He's from Spartanburg, which is 15 minutes away. So, hey, look, that's that's another thing that I really like about him. Like, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm slandering local high school coaches, but he's not one of these. Like, he wasn't a top 100 prospect, right? Like, he was like, I think he was, he was. 108 on on 24 seven. Like, he was he wasn't a surefire one and done, right? No, he but he was a guy that went to his local high school that didn't go to one of these the like IMG or Montverde or whatever it is, right? Like, he's a guy that is gonna. Like he he's he's very he's almost a blank canvas. I think is the best way to phrase it, right? Played alongside. I think people. he I think he's gonna be a G League guy to start, and yep. I think he's gonna be he's be. a G League guy. You know, take some time, invest in his body as he fills out. Uh, I think he's his up. He's he's one of those guys. He's what you're looking for this late in the draft. A guy that has you know you don't you know you, everybody wants a gym, but he's a guy that a tremendous upside. Mm-hmm. Played alongside PJ Hall. Did he? Yep. PJ Hall's like twenty four. He's eighteen. How is that possible? He was a he was a freshman on that team. PJ was a senior. So he did he really play alongside him, or were they just kind of oh, like they were in, they were they were in the same uniform? <laughs> <laughs> I don't PJ know if that Hall, ca- I don't know if that counts be, or not. How many times did he reclass? How old is PJ Hall now? Yeah, I was gonna say like <laughs> shit. It all somehow whenever you're here, like everyone makes fun of me for talking about UConn every somehow whenever we're on here. I don't think there's been a show that like in the last two years where T.O. has not mentioned P.J. Hall somehow. somehow. I I, I think P.J. is a good player. And look, I'm just over here. I'm just glad that he's still alive after that dunk from Jalen Johnson. He survived. (laughs) Hey, Hey, take it easy. Jordan Jordan Hoggins is top 10 player in in freaking NBA already. Uh, dribble handoff jumpers, T.O. Yeah, yeah. He's, yes, he's man. a top he's 10 a, player he's... in the world in dribble handoff jumpers, but he was picked 14th in the draft. Yeah, he's <laughs> quite he's quite literally the best shooter in the NBA as of this very moment. All right, <laughs> here's what I want to ask you guys about. So I think one of the really interesting things about where college basketball is right now is that the household names, stay, they, they stick around because you make more money as a big man in college than you do as a big man in the NBA. I'm yeah. thinking of guys like Trace Jackson Davis. I'm thinking of guys like Oscar Sheepway. Um, Hunter Dickinson is not in this draft, but I'm thinking of guys like him. Armando Baycott is not in this draft. I'm thinking of guys like him. Adama Sonogo, I'm yep. thinking of guys like him. Where where do you see those guys going here? T.O. will go to you first. RC, you answer too. Like how do you how do you see them transitioning to uh the NBA level? My only thing is is there's always teams that 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 are going to put stock into statisticals that like statistical analysis, like the fact that she rebounds so well, there's going to be a team that values that. I I just, just because the NBA is so fast and how they play and it's so much moving space and moving parts, like you have to be able to cover a lot of ground really quickly. And you also have to be able to at least contest three point shots. Sheboy couldn't guard Ole Miss. How's it going to be able to guard, NBA guards, right? Like it's going to be tough to, you know, for him to adjust. And quite frankly, it's going to be tough for a lot of those guys to adjust. But that's kind of where the issue is more than anything, just how spaced out the NBA is. And are those guys going to be able to stay in front of anybody? No. I Trace will. The answer is no. I think the best one, the best chance of those three is, is Trace Jackson Davis. I think he has the best chance of doing it, but he laterally is not the the quickest big of those guys. And the uh, Sonogo situation to me is just tough. I know they won a national championship and he was the final four MVP. We, you know, we were all there. We saw it. Um, But for a young man, his story, and we all know his story and where he comes from and the things that he was doing. He had two years of eligibility left. Let's be honest. How many millions did, he, did, did, did his decision to stay in the draft just cost him? And I'm not blaming anybody. There's nothing wrong. I'm all supporting everybody, you know, chasing their dreams. But let's be honest. If he, he's making at least uh, – I'll be kind. He's getting at least a million, I'd say, right? So two it's $2 million. He's not getting that. That's my first thing. And then where he sticks in the NBA, I, I don't know. He's an undersized big. 
Uh, I thought his value was in college. I know everybody wants to do it. I just don't know what system he fits. I mean, he's probably the better shooter of those three with Oscar Sheway facing up. But, I, you know, he knocked down a couple of the final four. But nobody's paying him to knock down and make shots. And 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 so I think it's going to be tough for all three of those guys to, to, to lock down a roster. Uh, but probably Trace Jackson Davis may have the best opportunity because I think they're all limited on the offensive end. And I don't think I, I any think, of them are elite defense defenders. Yeah, I think I think Trace absolutely has the best chance, and I would not be that that surprised to see him end up being a uh, a, a a late first round pick here, early second round pick. Um, I I don't think he's that far <laughs> off a guy like what Bam Adebayo is. Um, I think it's what's interesting when you watch them both play is like Bam's Bam's ball handling, the fact that yeah, Bam's got shape. Yeah. And no. I think, and Trace has got a little bit of that. And like, I don't think that he's going to be that same level, but I think it's something where he can he can be a poor man's version of that, right? I, I think he's that, not the athlete. I think Bam is an elite athlete. I agree with that. Yeah. I think he's the best. I think Bam is the most diverse, versatile defender in the freaking NBA. So mm-hmm. we're talking about guys that can't guard. I think no one in the league can guard one through five at the level Bam out of Bayou guards. I don't right. think either of these guys, none of these guys are in the in the in that realm. The ball handling, defensive ability, passing, none of that. I think Trace has the passing. I think he has I, the passing. I think he has the ball handling ability. And, and what I mean, I think he left-handed he does. He's a left-hand mm-hmm. bandit. I, I don't think anything going right. What to me, what guys like what, this what, whole, what lefties go right? No lefties go right. Lefties <laughs> just go left and they get wherever they want to go. That's what lefties do, RC. But he, he, that ain't gonna happen at that level as much. I'll say this. What guys like those three guys got to hope for is we see the domination of a guy Joker size. If they were bigger and could give a little bit resistance from a physical standpoint of Joker, then guys on the rosters will want to start drafting bodies like theirs. Yep. Um, I the bodies. Dariq Whitehead. That, that, this is a good grown man. Grown yeah, man. I was, I was about to say Dariq Whitehead, 22nd pick. He's also going to the Nets. I love I think this is great value if he gets healthy. Because what people forget, this dude was a top ten prospect out of high school. I number, think he was two. number two, right? Number two, yeah. number two. That doesn't include Scoot Henderson. Doesn't include the Thompson twins. So like, he's more of like a top five guy in a normal year. But he was number two in terms of who went to college coming out of high school. He had a, he's had two foot surgeries. He had a, didn't he roll an ankle? I think he dealt with an illness during the season. Like he's. He's been banged up. He had a really rough year. But if he can get healthy, healthy, but like you two are our ACC guys. I'm seeing the floor. Go ahead, talk. Let's let's go. What do you think? I don't think I we think, ever saw the best of him. Yeah, Tio, I'm with you. I I I think there's he's the least known prospect in this draft. We don't know what we're getting. Everybody else, there's more tape. You've seen more. You just don't know what you're getting because by the end of the year, when he was healthy. That's one of the reasons I think we, you know, he and Lively were the reasons we were like, hey, man, he's the number one, number two pick in high school. They're coming around. He gave them another, you know, his size, playmaking ability is why we were picking Duke to go to the final four. Mm-hmm. And now that he's finally, you know, he, he had another setback and another surgery. So, so again, we don't know what they're getting, which, what, what, you know, but the upside of his highs of what his potential can be body physically coming through the door. I mean, he could be, I think, a, a, a playmaking guy and a 3-and-D guy in the next level. T.O.? Yeah, this is an interesting one. I mean, he was Gatorade National Player of the Year in high school, Naismith National Player of the Year in high school. Uh, it, it's it's tough because he also played on one of the most loaded high school teams in the history of basketball whenever he was at Montverde. That, that was the Scotty Barnes – Derek Whitehead, all these guys, and he he's very talented. He has the NBA body, 6'7", 200 pounds. Uh, is he going to be able uh, to get healthy? And it, when he does get healthy, uh, he, he exhibited everything that you wanted to see in an NBA athlete when he was healthy, playing at the Peach Jam, what was it, two years ago? Mm-hmm. He, he has uh, all the athletic measurements that one would need in order to have success there. Now – uh, his ability to shoot the ball, he shot the ball well from three at Duke. I thought he had hard hands when I watched him play. I thought, you know, he's going to have to be a little bit more of a playmaker, shot creator. But that being said, 
he had to fall into this role of just another guy at Duke. And he actually played well within that role, despite never really getting his footing. And I, the, the upside of this pick at what is it? 22. Uh, you have to feel good if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan. Yeah. What people saw of him last year was a guy that was basically a three point shooter and not much else. And I think what we saw from that's him, wrong that, yeah, that, yeah, that's what they saw, but that's, that's that, wrong. Yeah. That's what you saw. If you just watched Tariq Whitehead last year, he was a three point shooter or nothing else. And correct me if I'm wrong, both of you guys, what I saw of Tariq Whitehead before he got to college was a guy that was like six, seven, 200, whatever pounds length, switchable, defender guy that played off the bounce had some real shit to him like the question i had when he got to duke was like you know he could do everything else but like are we buying the jump shot so that's he why shot, it was the one thing we were worried about was shooting and that's what he did everything else we were sure about we knew he could do everything else that, that's why the value is so good here yes it's all about like whether or not he can stay healthy and who knows foot injuries on six seven dudes are are not the easiest thing in the world when you are 19, you've already had two surgeries on the same injury. Not a great sign, but it's a 22nd pick. Like, what's the opportunity cost here? The opportunity cost is Chris Murray, who just went 23rd to the Portland Trailblazers, who is the younger brother of Keegan Murray, who is a guy that T.O. shit all <laughs> over. <laughs> absolutely crushed. That's not true. What do you make uh, of Chris Murray, T.O.? Uh, a lot of the same things that I'd liked about Keegan Murray. I, I just feel like at 23, this is a good value guy. Uh, he's going to be able to knock down shots. And, uh, you, you know, the thing was, was he shot good percentages up until this season. His his scoring numbers were much better this year, but his percentages went down. I, I think that had more to do with him being the main option and having to take more shots than he was potentially accustomed to. The biggest difference between Keegan and Chris is Keegan shot better percentages. That's the reason he went, he went up so high. I, I think that uh, Chris is going to be able to knock down shots. It's simple. It comes off his hand really smoothly, uh, and he's going to be able to play alongside some guards that will be able to create for him. And he's a lot like Keegan, just his percentages weren't as good. RC? Great pick. I, 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 I worry about him as a defender. I think he'll come in as a size and be able to stretch and make shots. Uh, but I do – I have my concerns about him as a defender uh, uh, at the next level. I, I didn't think he was as smooth of an athlete as his brother. I think his brother moved a little better than he did. I would agree with that. And hinted why he's – you know, was drafted a little – he can draft a little higher than Chris. But you, you're getting size and ability to make shots. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as of right now, you know, we were talking earlier, he's going to Portland and – they're trying to piece shooting around, I guess, and keep Dame there. I, I still expecting a – I thought there'd be an announcement of a trade by now or shortly thereafter, to be quite honest. But if they're keeping the band together, then he's just another guy that stretches the floor a little bit. But I have my – I worry about him, you know, defensively. And let's see what happens with them. I mean, with the with Portland in the offseason and free agents and things of that nature. I think he's just the perfect, like, role piece at the NBA level. Same as his brother. Yeah, same as his brother. Like, he's a little – I think he is a better rebounder. I think he's a better defender than what his brother will be, and I don't think that his brother is necessarily a great defender. I don't think anybody from uh, from Iowa is necessarily a, <laughs> a great defender. That's not what they do in Iowa. Um, but I, I I really like him. Um, I like this next player pick too. Yeah, and I was about to say the 24th pick, if there's one thing that the Kings have on their on their roster, it's a bunch of dudes that could get buckets, right? They got a bunch of guys that can score. You know what they need? They need a dog. You know what they need, RC? They need someone that can get in there and lock people up. You know what they need, CO? They need dudes that are 6'7", with 7'1 wingspans, athletic as shit, and are going to get out there and play some defense and switch on you. That's why they are drafting O Max Prosper. Olivier Maxence Prosper, one of my favorite players in college basketball this season, a guy who uh, I am sad to see head to the NBA level, but I'm absolutely thrilled for him that he is a first-round pick. He's going to the Kings. RC, what do you make of uh, – we saw him. We saw him lock down the best shooter in the NBA. Well, he's going we saw to- him embracing it. I was shocked. I mean, he he embraced it, and, and you say trade, you get trade, draft trade, you get into the his rights to, to Maverick. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, we can say he's going to Dallas. Which we talked about needing defense, but we saw him in the Big East tournament. He 
chose the best offensive player and wanted to guard him. And again, I think it goes a long way. Guys that accept that role, as hard as it is, everybody needs wing. If you're going to make it and, and, and survive, or if you're playing on a team, you want to you want to stick to a roster, be a wing defender. And he's accepting it. He, he doesn't get thrown in it. We watched this guy say, I want the best wing or the best player on the other team. And that's what you see here getting drafted. It's more of a need, it's a need and a fit. But if you have a defensive mentality, you know, teams will find a place for you. Yep. He is also the first guy, T.O., to go off the board that we did not do a draft profile for. First guy. Really? Only guy, only guy we have, we've drafted so far we haven't gotten a draft profile up on. I think he had a promise coming out of the combine. He played well the first day of the combine and then just shut everything down. So I, I think they promised him early. Uh, uh, here's the thing. Uh, a lot of guys get touted as good defensive players when their defensive stats are good. He, Omax isn't that. He, he's – he is a quality defender because he stays in front. And I think he knew he was going to Sacramento because he's wearing a purple and black suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he had a promise coming out of the combine. Hey, so, yeah. Good for him. What happened? Your don't, 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 don't. Do? Huh? don't, don't, <laughs> don't. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm losing wild. wild. Look at, hey, there's your boy. There's your boy Shaka. There's your boy Shaka. He doesn't have on a purple suit, so I'm a little worried. Oh man. Um, <laughs> let me, let me, let me ask you this about um, about his fit with Dallas, right? Because he's he's going to end up in Dallas, which is is that right, Dagan? The Dallas for Rashawn Holmes, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that's what. That's what. Listen, I'm trying to get it all together over here. I'm trying to pick it up. So yeah. he he wore the purple and black for the Kings because he's drafted by the Kings. So his suit matches the hat that he has on right now, and he's getting traded to Dallas. But I'll tell you what, I didn't, really, and didn't lively get put to Dallas. Yes, Derek Lively's yeah, Derek going to Dallas, Dallas too. Dallas, so yeah. so they're they're clearing some space so lively can get some pick is what's happening. Yeah, and they've also been able to uh, they've added two guys that can guard, right? That's the one thing you're trying to get some defensive. Yeah, they got to get some good. They got defense. I did lie. I lied. Rashawn Holmes is going to Dallas with Omax Prosper. So I don't know what the Kings got in return, but but yes, there you go. Ready to go for the rest of the day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com backslash field68. That's field68, F-I-E-L-D, the number six, the number eight, and you can get yours now. So check it out and help support this show. Thanks. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So this is why we need a new producer. Trevor, tap in. Oh, relax. <laughs> relax. <laughs> no, this stuff, it's so this is the funniest part about the draft to me like it's I, so hard to keep up with I, I i i hate it but i kind of love the fact that like it's just so like here here's the perfect example we all Chaos. know the grizzlies are on the clock right now right and we all know that this is boston's pick like look his dad is wearing a purple and black shirt right now he's got a purple shirt underneath the black suit olivia max's prosper has got a purple suit with a black shirt underneath he's wearing the king's hat everybody knows that he's going to the mavericks right now do you think he knows no 
No, no way he knows. Just like he's already bought real doing, estate. I've got, and, I've got, and Rob, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you this is weird. He's already been, he's already bought real estate in Napa Valley. For a guy that was <laughs> traded, guys I, live there anyway. I was traded on the draft day. I knew before. So I, I I wish they would do a better job of letting the kids know before they go to they get on stage to let them know what team they're going to. Like to have him here thinking he's going to Sacramento. Excuse me, and then as soon as he leaves the air, he's going to Dallas. You know, I I just hate that we have to go through this whole charade of like they got to wear the wrong hats. And I I, I guess I understand why you have to do that because you can't technically make that trade until free agency, right? You can't technically do this until a, until a certain date, but it's just it's so it's so silly to me. We're the only people that that it feels like aren't doing this. So they, like. This is supposed to be a show, right? Like the, the whole point of the draft is is putting together a product that people are watching. It's a show. It's not it's not necessarily just the draft. Like we don't need this whole pomp and circumstance. We don't need a broadcast. You don't need that stage. You don't need Adam Silver walking out here reading shit off a card, right? Like this is a this is a show. Oh, great. Who was it? So uh Marcus Sasser was picked by Memphis, who's going to Boston, who's now going to Detroit. For number 31. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, look, you know what? I love that Marcus Sasser pick. I don't even know which way's up. <laughs> I, I love Marcus Sasser. I think Marcus Sasser is a fantastic pick here. I think he makes a lot of sense with Detroit because of the way that he can shoot and the way that he can guard. And if you are Detroit and you have some bigger guards and some bigger initiators when uh, in Kata Cunningham and in a guy like Jaden Ivey, I think bringing in a smaller player that can be your floor spacer you're not going to get hurt because you can have him guard point guards right I a, love good, a good second unit spurtable guy spurtable guy. are you still trying to figure out who's going to where you called him a spurtable guy spurtable guy <laughs> spurtable that prosperous pick surprises me really yeah what do you think about Marcus Sasser going yeah, to Detroit? Where, that's that's where we're at right now, RC. Yeah, no, he's still hung up on Omax. He's trying I to figure. Just, out, he's trying to figure out where Omax is right now. Omax got traded to Oklahoma. Yeah. City. <laughs> he's going to Dallas, and there's a there's a Rashawn Holmes. What's going on? I think Vegas is starting to weigh on you right now. Is that what it is? Oh, I'm ready to get up. No, uh, <laughs> I've been I have been it too long. Ain't no doubt about that. I'm shocked he went this early. I thought he would have been a second round pick because of his size and he's more an off the ball guard. I don't I don't see him as a point guard in the NBA. I do think he's a guy that can score and can shoot. But dude first guard. round pick. Yeah. Especially with what's valued so much in today's game. It's, right. Right. Yeah. I'm just surprised he's gone this early because he's at the next level. He <laughs> has to be a point guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing about putting him next to Cade Cunningham is that Cade will be your primary decision maker, yeah, no doubt. Your point guard, right? So you could take someone that's a little bit smaller. He's going to guard. He's going to be a pain in the ass at the point of attack. He could shoot it. He could fight through screens. Um, I want to. I want to roll through real quick some of the best guys that are left available. Um, I don't think there's anybody that has necessarily uh, slid, um, but Leonard Miller. G League Ignite program is still on the board. Uh, we have Bryce Sensabaugh from Ohio State. Some people thought he was going to be a top 20 pick. Um, he is still on the board. Nick Smith Jr. from Arkansas, a player that was a top five prospect coming into uh, college that dealt with some injury stuff, that dealt with some a whole bunch of shenanigans going on, got benched because of his defense um, by the end of the season at different times. He is still on the board. Uh, your boy, Colby Jones. Is still on the board. Julian Phillips still on the board. Gigi Jackson still on the board. There's a, there. I think that this draft because of NIL, the, it's a little bit weaker once you get to the mid to late second round. But to me, there's still some guys here that are going to be impact players in the NBA. Yeah, I agree with that. And now you're looking for potential role guys yep. uh, at this at this point in the draft, uh, especially since. You know, Memphis is pretty deep with young, talented guys. Uh, Indiana could go another defensive player. And then Charlotte, I, I, I'm naming off these teams as if I know who the hell's picking and who's not picking and who what team they're picking for. But uh, at, at this point of the draft, 
I, I do think there's some value from now until about 45 with guys that can really uh, help teams win on a given night, not an every night type of deal, but on a given night. RC, what do you think? I think it's just, you know, I'm curious as to, it's massive to see where kids are going, right? I mean, you're talking about, we talked about the Memphis and the, and the Boston trade. Those are two playoff teams. None of these kids are coming in really helping those teams so much. I think that you're looking for bench guys, depth, at the most is why I've been so big on you know, Kobe Jones. I'd like his size and his ability to guard and play off the ball and kind of fit in on, on the second unit of an NBA roster right now. Um, but there's a big difference in going here. And then, you know, in two more picks, you got Charlotte coming up again, where there isn't as much talent, where there is an opportunity possibly to play as opposed to going to Boston. So, um, I like Marcus. I think he's a shooter defender, but let's see. I, I'm curious to see what the rest of these guys, if, you know, uh, the guys that we're talking about that I like the most. I, I told you I'm a big Kobe Jones fan. I, I just think at this point, if I want to look at one of these guys. I, I, I think I get more out of what he brings day one as opposed to because some of these guys are going to find out, you know, nobody's waiting around. That's the tough part about picks, you know, like the Noah Clowney pick. We talked about two or three years. Coaches ain't got two or three years to wait. Mm-hmm. You know, you I need you coming through the door giving me something right now. So if I'm one of these teams, I mean, Rick Carlisle is a, is a you know is an NBA champion coach, and you know he wants guys to come in and help him right away. He he don't want to sit and wait three or four more years for somebody to show up. Yep. All right. So let's uh, real quick. Let me reset what's kind of happened here um, in the last couple of picks at 21. We had Noah Clowney going to the Nets at 22. Derek Whitehead went to the Nets. 23, Chris Murray went to the Trailblazers at 24. Omax Prosper drafted by the Kings. He's being sent to the Mavericks. And at 25, we had the Grizzlies drafting Marcus Sasser, who traded him to the Boston Celtics, who then traded him to the Detroit Pistons for pick 31 and a couple of future picks. Um before we get into what's happening in the last five picks of the first round, I do want to ask you guys about what happened with the Wizards and the Grizzlies and the Celtics and the Chris Tapps Porzingis trade. So to recap, the Wizards get Tyus Jones, uh, Dallin O'Gallinari, Mike uh, Mascala, and the number 35 pick. The Grizzlies get Marcus Smart, and the Celtics get Chris Tapps Porzingis, the number 25 pick they just moved, and a future uh, first round pick from the Warriors in 2024. Effectively, what it is is basically Marcus Smart for Chris Tapps Porzingis. If you are the Celtics, how do you feel about that? If you're Boston, RC, I love it. I think yeah. they had to do something, and getting Kristaps Porzingis as a third scoring option that this team poorly needed. All right, and then now you got a big that can stretch the floor that. Now you're dictating switching, you're dictating matchups. Whereas with their lineups and their big teams were living with saying, Hey, Al Horford, we're gonna live with if whether you can make shots. Williams wasn't a perimeter, you already in drop cup coverage. You can't do that with Porzingis. Your ass gotta switch that and wrote or, or just rotate. And really it's gonna be switching. So now that's gonna free up Tatum and Brown because when they come off that dribble handoff or any ball screen with them, you just gotta switch it because he shoots it too well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the fit, and Al Horford's getting a little long in the tooth, and as well as he plays in the playoffs, I mean, Al's what, three, four years older than me. Uh, like, So you add some length there. You add some weak side shot blocking. That's possible. I, I think Porzingis is a good player. I thought maybe you know, people forgot about him when he was with the Wizards because they're never on national television. Nobody ever really watches the Wizards. He, he's a good player. He's not a second option, but I think he's at his best as a third. And this to me says uh, Marcus Smart, it was time for him to move on. And uh, guys, I don't know what it was about the Celtics during the playoffs, but Marcus Smart always seemed to be the guy that ended up with the shot. <laughs> like You have all that talent and Marcus Smart is your choice to mm-hmm. get that shot. So you take him out of the equation, you add some shooting, you add size, some weak side help, uh, shot blocking ability. I, I think it's a good pick. Uh, pickup for them. I think Tyus Jones is an underrated pickup for Washington. I think he's a really good player. 
Yeah. Yeah, but they just suck and and he's going somewhere now. If I'm another team, I try to get him as a backup point guard. I think he's a really, really good point guard, but he's going to a team that there's nobody to pass to. So how much of this game? You don't have to worry about it. Just get it up to Jordan Poole. He's gonna shoot it. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. He he may not get it. That'll be the concern with him. He'd be lucky if he could get the ball, you know, being uh, Jordan Poole steal the inbounds. How (laughs) I I will say this. Assuming that uh He's going to shoot it. <laughs> he said he's still the inbound. <laughs> Dude, I played with Patty Mills, and Patty Mills turned into a great player, right? I played with him at Eurocamp. I don't think Patty Mills passed the ball one time the entire week, and he didn't even want to throw it in bounds. <laughs> hey. <laughs> we had to force him to throw the ball in bounds. He almost got a five count. There's nobody pressing. He just didn't want to pass it. Like, it was that bad. Good for I, him. I will- this is a good pick for Indiana. This kid can play. Yeah, well, Ben Shepard, 26 to Indiana. I'm going to ask you about him in one second. I do just want to say, I don't know if there is a better fit when it comes to uh, toughness, craziness, insanity. Um, wanted to pick fights, wanted to flop, wanted to act ridiculous, then Marcus Smart going to the Grizzlies. It just it makes so much sense. It's I think a you, nonsense fiesta. Yeah, you lost uh, – you lose Dylan Brooks, who – um, was a little bit out of his mind, couldn't really shoot it as well as he thought he could, played a little bit of defense, maybe not as well as he thought he could, uh, and talked too much shit to LeBron in the media. And you you add him with a guy in Marcus Smart who does a lot of those same things, but just does it a little bit better, right? I, you I need love- his leadership in that, in, that, in that locker room. You know, with so much going on with Ja, you need, you need that leadership guy. You need a stand-up guy like Marcus Smart in that locker room now to help that team. If they want to turn the corner, you're adding him now. They got two defensive player of the year caliber guys, and, and what they're going to need. And obviously, yeah. Jaw things turn around for Jaw to get themselves going if they want to come out of the West. I mean, the West is loaded. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no let up. Yep. All right. So, pick 26, Ben Shepard, Belmont, um, heading to the Indiana Pacers, unless a trade has happened that I wasn't paying attention to. T.O., you said he's a hell of a player. Why do you say that? Uh, just a two-way guy, a guy who can really shoot the ball, knows how to play, cerebral guy. I, I think, you know, you pick him up at 26, you get a guy who could give you some minutes. Uh, just, you know, not a super explosive guy, a good enough athlete, pretty good laterally, uh, solid length. Uh, I had the opportunity, of, it was firm in Belmont at the beginning of the season, it was very good. And he just does a lot of winning stuff and he makes some tough shots. Uh, th- this is a guy, if he's not playing at Belmont, he, he could certainly fit – at a higher level, obviously, he's in the first round. And, and a lot of the things that he does translates. And one thing he does is he stays within himself. He doesn't extend too far out. Does he make a couple of tough shots? Sure. But he always found ways to make it easy on himself. And that's mm-hmm. something that, uh, RC, you'll agree to this. Rob, you'll agree to this. Like the really good players make keep the simple things simple. He's one of those guys. I, I think he's a G League guy because of unless they make a move. I mean, you're talking about a team that that has guys at his spot. I think it's going to be tough for him to get out there. I mean, they, the team was just drafted Ben Mathurin a year ago. You know, we talked about Halliburton, Tyrese being there, and then uh, Buddy's Hurd still there, right? Huh? Isn't Buddy Hurd still there? Buddy Hill? Buddy from uh, Buddy here from from. Yeah. Okay. I thought he's he's gonna be tough to crack the lineup. I think it's gonna be he's gonna be a G League guy. I I do think that this guy, uh, Ben Shepard, could be, um, like he he could be a longtime pro because he he does all the little things. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And- 42% shooter, athlete, 6'5". Um, second first round pick in the last five years for, uh, for Belmont University, Dylan Windler. Um, was uh was the pick after they won a game in the NCAA tournament in 2019? They beat Maryland. I remember that. And they also have the the kid to play for the Wizards this year. Um, who was undrafted ended up making the squ- making the squad. Turned out to be a good little player. Uh, all right. So number no, 27, 
We have Nick Smith Jr. is finally going off the board to the uh, Charlotte Hornets, who are adding Nick Smith to um, LaMelo Ball and Brandon Miller. Um, what do you guys make of this? Nick Smith, a guy, I look, I'll bet on his upside. I, he was the number three recruit in uh, 2022 for a reason, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he lit the peach jam up. I do think he's limited athletically. Uh, he does have pretty broad shoulders, but he's got really narrow hips. And it's not like he really he's uber flexible in his legs to where he can get the spots. But you know what? I, I thought he was a bit overvalued coming out of um, coming out of high school. I thought he played really well at a peach jam and it kind of, you know, carried him to that top five ranking. He's very talented and he can score. Uh, he, he has an ability to pass the ball and see the second line of defense. It's just, can he? Really, at the level that a lot of people think. You know what's cool about this? Brandon Miller and Nick Smith Jr. at the Peach Jam. We're on the same age. Play together. Now they will be playing together. Um, not getting shots while they watch Lamella Ball shoot up uh, thirty-six footers, right? But but the roles will be reversed because at Peach Jam, mm-hmm. Nick Smith was the dude shooting every shot, and Brandon Miller was just kind of having to find a way to fit in. Uh, not going to be the case in summer league. But I will say this: Nick Smith is liable to go for fifty at the summer league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he won't get enough shots. I don't know. Brandon Miller might play the first two games, be like, "I'm good," and then you'll see something happen on like that Friday, and Nick Smith just go bonkers. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm torn on this, right? Like I I think if you're drafting at 27 and you're getting a guy that was a number three recruit in his class and you're getting a his guy, value, yeah, that was as good as he was, um, at Peach Jam and at all these other levels. I think that it's it's a risk worth taking because like what are you passing up? There's no opportunity cost there, right? Um, but I do think that he is a guy where if you are not athletic enough to be the number one, the number one guy, the go-to guy, right? And you weigh 180 pounds and you got benched when you were at Arkansas because you didn't play defense. That's a concern. So here's my question. Are some of those issues a result of that lingering knee injury, the stuff where he couldn't get, uh, you know, he couldn't get those practice reps. He couldn't get the chance to kind of figure out what they were doing defensively um, at the start of the season. Or is this just kind of who he is as a player? Are you concerned about that, RC? I'm concerned about him because I worry about his ability to make shots. Mm-hmm. I, I I think he's a volume shooter as, as a quality shooter. So I, I, that, that would be the concern. And he's going to a team. I mean, he's going to a decent, a good situation in the sense. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's going somewhere where he's not going to, he's not going to dominate the ball. I mean, he's, he's, he has good size, but that that's. Can he do that? Can he be a player that's effective if he's not dominating the ball? That's the concern. I think this is a, you know, the potential to see what this kid can turn out to be. I worry about him because I think he's a high-volume guy. I don't know if he can be as efficient as he needs to be. He'll need time. He'll be in a G League uh, trying to figure that out. I don't think he can – I don't think when the season starts midway through the first half, he may be on a roster. I don't think he'll be there um, second half of the season. I think he just needs reps. He needs to be more efficient and uh, – you don't struggle in college and then get to the NBA and just figure that shit out. It just doesn't work like that. What I what I will say is is he's really skilled. Uh, yes, I mean, he is. He's he 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 the ball really, man. really skilled. Yep. All right. So the number uh, twenty eight pick is in the Utah Jazz are selecting Bryce Sensabaugh, who is a guy at six six, about two forty, big, strong, physical, one of the most efficient shooters in this year's draft class. Also a guy. Not really someone that is all that interested on the defensive end of the floor. Um, T.O., what do you make of Bryce Sensible? You know what? I, I thought he had a good year considering what he was coming from. When he was a, he played for, uh, what was it? It wasn't Nike Team Florida. It was somebody else. It was each one teach one. And he was a guy that uh, was a little overweight. He changed his body up when he got to Ohio State. And he is what he is. He's a guy who could knock down shots quick, fast, and in a hurry. Uh, he is going to have to guard at the NBA level. That much is obvious. But uh, this is a guy that could average 30 points a game in the G League and, you know, you know, catch some playing time towards the end of the year. Uh, second unit score is something that he that, that's certainly within the realm of possibility. RC? Load, man, in transition. That guy gets his shoulders past you. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. a he's he's a load. Um, I like the draft so far, man, of the, the jazz picks. 
I mean, getting Keontae and getting and getting Simpson ball. I like those two guys. I mean, and where and particularly where they drafted them both. You yeah. got size. You got guys physically ready to come in and compete. And again, I mean, he's going to get an opportunity. He's going to a team that's not very good. The team is hitting the reset button. So, you know, credit to these guys. You get value, and 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 you know, right now it's more about where you get drafted as opposed to. I like him going to Utah more than I like Nick Smith going to Charlotte. Yeah, I, so I I really like him as a player. I'm buying all of the the one on one stuff. I'm buying his ability to kind of create his own. Yes. Um, I don't know if he'll be able to do the bully ball stuff as much as he did in college at the next level, uh, but I do think that given his physique and his athleticism, um, he can be taught to be a good defender. Right, like he kind of looks like a guy that got lost on his way to football practice and ended up in a basketball gym, right? Like he's, he's one of those dudes. So I think with a little bit of, of coaching and a little bit of love at that level, he'll be able to figure it out on that end. 29th pick is in the reigning NBA champions have made uh, their first of two selections in the top 32 picks. Number 29 pick. I don't know if you've seen this yet, RC Julian Strother from Gonzaga is headed to Denver. Do you like it? Man, they're good at getting guys that could help them right now, huh? Ain't that true? <laughs> Man, like they, last year they got Christian Braun, Brown, excuse me, I almost said, I said Braun, I meant Brown, uh, who really helped them in their title run. Strother uh, could do the same thing. I, I mean, he, he could have some minutes where he could help that team win. Another big switchable dude on a team full of huge it's switchable dudes. Team. Yeah. Yeah. So it could fit, good fit for him. Uh, they, they, that team has been built great. We know where it starts, and they got size and shooting. Mm-hmm. And this this pick just fits right in. It's just a right now the best the best team in in any NBA, and no pressures to add anyone else. But then you add another guy that can make shots. Yeah, I'm I'm a little I'm a little surprised that Strother went this early. I don't think I was expecting him to be a first round pick in this year's draft. Um, I do think that he is someone that makes a lot of sense as a role player at the next level, right? Like he can shoot it. He's six, seven, he's long. Um, he's got stones. Like you remember the shot that he hit against UCLA yep. to, uh, to, to beat UCLA. And was that the sweet 16 out in Las Vegas? Yeah. The inbound, the inbounder. Yep. It was a, yeah. Down. Sweet 16. He trails play and knocks it down. It, it was Drill. deep too. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's got some stones on him. Um, I like him as a player. It's just getting him at 29, that's earlier than I thought he would go off the board. But you know what? Good for him, man. That is two WCC players that have been drafted uh, in the first round of the NBA draft. And Hey, but Rob, my question would be, I, I think with those guys, and you're looking at a team like that, when you watch the Nuggets play, they value shooting. You know, mm-hmm. how many guys do you think left was a big that much of a difference between, you know, drafting Julian, you know, drafting who? I mean, who else would they draft? Yeah, I mean, there's there's shooters available, but it's just it's one of those things where um you only need one person to fall in love with them, right? You only need one team yeah. to fall in love with them. And when it comes down to it, like the only difference between getting picked with the 29th pick and like the 32nd pick, the other one that the the Nuggets got from um from Indiana. Is just what you're locked into paying guaranteed money. But those 30 second guys, like you're still probably going to get three or four years of guaranteed salary. Like that's what it is for the the early 30s picks. Um, who do you, the guys that are going to get that are kind of been the last eight or nine picks, right? Who do you think out of that group has any all star upside? Like after Cam Whitmore, right? We all know what Cam Whitmore ceiling can be. Is there any one of the last eight or nine picks that you think? has a chance to be able to um, have the kind of career that would allow him to be an all-star maybe one day. You see Whitehead. Yeah, Whitehead. A healthy Derek Whitehead. That's where I was a going. healthy Derek Whitehead. He's the one guy we just don't know what he – when healthy, what's his upside going to be? Mm-hmm. Everyone else, I think we, 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 we see limitations and concerns way down the road. Derek Whitehead – Concerns we had with shooting the basketball, not physically. Physically, he's coming through the door day one and ready to guard. Switch, guard, straight line drive, put him on the floor a little bit. And now that he's – if he can shoot in the 
mid-30s from behind the line, you got yourself a hell of a play. Yeah, I, 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 yeah I agree. I, I think if you look at the, that entire lot, uh, I mean, you know, Nick Smith was a guy that a lot of people would have picked. I, I feel like you could get good value with role guys here. I'm not necessarily sure. Uh, you have a potential all-defensive player with the Omax Prosper. Uh, Marcus Sasser could be a good uh, guy coming up for your second unit. Now's where you pick up value. I, I think if there is one guy, Dariq Whitehead would be that guy just simply because uh, everything we worried about is something he proved. Now, can he get back to his old ways whenever he was in high school? And We saw all these different dynamics of what he could do. Uh are those parts of his game going to shine through whenever he gets this level? And, you know, conventional wisdom would say no, but a lot of times Duke guys, because they have to fit within a certain system, uh, sometimes when they get to that next spot, even Kentucky guys as well, when they get to the NBA, you see a whole different side of them. I think Derek Whitehead could be that guy. And quite frankly, Noah Clowney might not have all-star potential, but kind of an all-defensive team kind of guy that could be a starter. Is there anyone that has not been drafted yet that you think has that level of upside? T.O., you going to ride for your guy Julian here? Yeah, you know what? The thing with Julian, I, I, I do think he's going to be a very good player. As far as All-Star is concerned, I, I think you know he's going to have to be a featured guy, and I, he's so wiry right now. He will eventually put on weight. Um Julian could be a good a quality player for a long time in the NBA. Another guy that people are looking at, I, I, I think Amari Bailey and Gigi Jackson, you can throw those two in there. Amari Bailey was also a top five guy in his class, was forced to play a slower tempo in college at UCLA. And now whenever that NBA game starts going up and down, the floor is a little wider. You might be able to see his athleticism uh, at a higher level. So he could be that guy. Gigi Jackson uh, played his way out of the lottery. So I'm curious to see, like, he has all that talent. Is he going to be able to put it together? RC? Uh, guys that haven't been drafted yet? Yeah. Um, you know what? A couple, I'd say a couple of guys. Your guy, Andre F. and Jackson. <laughs> because, no, and listen, in that first round, now I'm not saying first round, I'm saying getting drafted because I think he knows what he is. And what he is translates to every team would want a guy like him mm -hmm. is what I mean when I say that. Like there's not a team because of, because of his size, he knows he's a defender. He's an elite athlete. I, I, I think you want a guy like that on your team. He's a guy you'd make a, you'd make a trade knows he's a Bruce Brown type of guy. Hey, I'm a playoff you. I'm a cut. We saw his value in the finals. We see it all the time with Gary Payton at Golden State. And he's bigger than those guys. He's taller than those guys. I, I, I like I like a guy like him for a situation. I'm just big on guys that know what they are because a lot of times when you're a high-volume offensive guy, you know, th those opportunities are just not there. You got to be incredibly efficient. Um, the other guy I'd say is, is Isaiah Wong. As a guy somebody has coming off the bench that's just a bucket that just knows how to score. Right. Like like how many teams could use a guy with his size and, and play and shot making ability, you know, off the bench. So those would be the two guys that I would think. And and I think the other thing I say is at some point, is someone going to draft Amani Bates and throw him in the G League and try to develop him? <laughs> oh, good luck with that. Um, here's the guy that I <laughs> here, here's the guy you mentioned. You mentioned my pick, you know, Gigi Jackson. Yeah. Uh, was the youngest Division One player in college basketball this past season. Uh, turns 19 on December 17th. G I League. Think, yeah, I think if you go back and you watch what he can do in kind of isolation settings, he is a very, very good like one-on-one -on -one player. Like He can hit the step backs. He's got some range. He can play off the bounce. He's a little bit more uh, athletic and bouncy than I realized he, he was. He's a good athlete. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a good player. He's a guy that can score. He should have been a high school senior this past season. What he isn't is someone that has a clue what to do defensively, has any desire to do anything defensively, and um, is someone that just doesn't really understand how to play in the framework of a team. Like, I, I think I said this on our, our mock draft show, like he's a workout warrior, right? Like he is a guy that can do all of the stuff that he's repped out in the gym, 
a million times. He could do all that stuff in games. He doesn't necessarily know how to translate being a basketball player and the stuff on film into being a guy that is effective within a team setting, right? Like he knows how to do the one-on-one stuff. He can't do the, I'm part of a five-on-five situation stuff just quite yet. And I think that stuff that can be taught to a guy that should have been a high school senior this past year. So I would bet on the upside when it comes to him. Uh, Last pick in the first round just happened. RC, we did this breakdown. You love this dude. It is the second Kobe going in the first round. Kobe Brown from Missouri has been drafted by the Los Angeles Clippers. I really, really like this fit there. I really think that makes a lot of sense. The grown-ass man. He's ready to do a day one. one. He's coming through day one ready to play, man. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I think in the the West, he was – he was just the guy that that was a difference maker for those guys. Why you know things turned around so quickly for, uh, for you know in out west with uh, Missouri and those guys. So I'm happy for him. Uh, love his size. Love his ability to mix it up a little bit. Going to a group of guys now. I don't if they keep that roster together. I think there's going to be some change. But you know defensively, I'd, I'd be a little bit concerned about him defensively. And how much, you know, how much ability does he have to switch? And how many positions can he guard? He's a big guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's not going to get a ton of touches with that group. But uh, I like to fit great coaches out there, great great environment. We'll see what happens with them. Uh, if they keep everything again, there's been some rumors with PG getting traded or not. But, you know, I, I think with everything in hand, he's gone to an ideal team fit. I do worry about him on the defensive end of the floor. Mm-hmm. T.O., what do you think of him? A uh, grown-ass man who's going to be able to play right away just because of his strength. Yeah. Wingspan is for days. Uh, Seven-foot-one wingspan, can step out and shoot it. Uh, can you know He's so physically strong that he's going to be able to hold some post position. And I think while you know the, there are some really good big men, he won't be able to go toe-to-toe from as far as height's concerned, but he'll be able to push them off their spots. So uh, is he going to be a great NBA player the answer is no. Is could he be a solid guy? I think it's possible, and he could be a guy that I just thought he was a, 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 a smart player, and he has to be because while he's not a necessarily a great run and jump athlete, he is a big, strong, physical dude that can function out on the perimeter as well. Uh, solid player, solid player. He, he like like you guys say, he's a grown ass man. Yeah, he knows what he is too. I don't think that's going to matter to help him. I mean, he knows how he needs to play. What's his strengths are? He's a, you know he's an experienced guy. Uh, good good pickup for the, you know that late in the year. They didn't go for value. I think that you know going with the Clippers, they need to win now, and they need somebody that can step in the door. And that's what a lot of these guys we talked about, we talked about GG Jackson uh, before. It's the unfortunate part is no one has time to wait on. Them. And I think that's what these guys unfortunately are about to figure out is. Not every team that has time, to, even the bad teams, they don't have time two or three years to wait to be good, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 then when you're drafted, there's not a lot of capital. He's going into the second round. There ain't a lot of capital invested in you in the second round. Yep. There's no risk. There's no. Uh, there's no. No. You either figure no- it out or, or or get your passport. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's a great. <laughs> way to pass it. All right. Uh, the way that the first round. Um, has come to an end. Number 26 to Indiana was Ben Shepard. Number 27 to Charlotte was Nick Smith Jr. Uh, The number 28 pick was Bryce Sensabaugh. He is heading to Utah. 29, the reigning champions uh, drafted Julian Strother from Gonzaga. And with the last pick of the first round, the L.A. Clippers added Kobe Brown. Kobe is headed back to L.A. Love that fit. Love uh, Love the way that that has worked out there. Listen, this has been a lot of fun breaking down the first round of the NBA draft. There's 30 more picks to be made. We'll have some stuff on that for you uh, later next week. Until then, for Randolph Childress, for Terrence Oglesby, for the uh, the recently departed John Henson, and for the guys behind the scenes that get it all done, Dagan Hughes and Trevor Valise, who is still very mad at me. I'm sorry, Trevor. You know you're my guy. Um, this has been fun. This has been the field. Oh, 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 hold on. What? There might be something happening with uh, Damian Lillard. It has to. Yeah, I'll just let's let's give it to. Yeah, give, Shams just said reporting on something with Damian Lillard. So 
That was that was the tweet that just went out. I love how you got that right at the very last second. I know. You know what happened? Sorry, sorry, chill. No, you're fine. I I mean, we talked about it earlier. They had to. Would you call him? Would you call him? You call him chill? Yeah. Yeah. Who's chill? RC chill. Who's this this chill guy that you're referring to? (laughs) Chill, chill is what Daryl calls it. Yeah. All right, uh, our uh, Trevor Valise right now is uh, is listening to what Shams Trani is saying on the stadium broadcast with Jeff Goodman, trying to figure out what the hell is going on right now. So hopefully it's something good. Um, the thirty first pick uh, is in. In the meantime, um, we can uh, at least go through and discuss this. It's James Naji. Okay, so thirty one, and they're sending two two picks away. They already have Mark Harlan. Williams. Yes, Charlotte is taking him. He's like what he's he's like seven one, seven ten wingspan, Feel freak like athlete. Zeus yes. Has no game. Has no game. <laughs> he has no game. He is a lob catcher, rim protector only. No game. I don't even think he can dribble handoff. Like he has no game. He just got set screens and slip. Does, Does he have more screens rolling and hope somebody throws it high enough to where he can go catch it? Does he have more game than uh, than Jeff Goodman? Slightly, he has to. Um, so here, there's there's a whole lot of nothing coming from the Damian Lillard thing. Portland refused uh, interest in Damian Lillard, even though the Pelicans made a push to trade for him. So that's from Sham Sharanya, which means we can end the show. We'll see you guys later on this week. Just refer to the ending that I had earlier. That's what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>